This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM, I am Benji Shulman. And we have on the line Jolene Raisin, who is a member of the Southern African Poetry Project. Jolene, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us on Chai FM. Hi, good morning, Benji. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Really great to have you. Uh, Jolene, maybe let's just start with what is the Southern African Poetry Project? What are you guys all about? Right, so it was a project that was uh, established a few um, a few years ago, and we're made up of uh, academics, poets, uh, teachers uh, in with from mainly from South Africa, uh, but also from other countries. And you know, we're really united by a few things: our love of poetry, um, the belief that poetry is such an important part in the lives of our children, not just academically but personally. Um, and then also the desire to be introducing more indigenous poetry and more indigenous ways of pra- practicing poetry into our school curriculum. And so we, yeah, so we work with schools, we work with our young people, we try to promote poetry in schools, get kids, kids to love poetry, get them to to be writing their own poetry to, um, you know, we want to inspire them to be creative around poetry and then very specifically um, to look at bringing more indigenous poetry into our schools. So I'm going to start with a question around the indigenous poetry element. Yes. I think for some kids, you know, certainly maybe my age, but not exclusively, you know, the, the idea around poetry was really that it was kind of Shakespeare, right? You learned about right. science, uh, and then maybe later on you learned about some some other kind of poet, but that was very much the the way that that poetry was seen. Is is that something that you're uh, happy with, or is it you know, something that you're trying to change? Like well, uh, you, it, for for us, it's something that pro- it's, it's, that's problematic, and the reason that it's problematic is that we know from local research um, and from international research that for a lot of kids at school. Um, poetry is something that they just don't relate to. It's not something they enjoy. It's not something that they feel is important in their lives. And part of the reason for this, um, I think one of our, one of our, uh, one of our, <laughs> our poetry, one of our ZAP members, um, did some research, Grace Mavisa, and she said it quite well. She said, they consider poetry incomprehensible and distant from today's world. And that's exactly it. You know, it's distant from the lives that our children are living. If you have poems like Composed Upon Westminster Bridge, that doesn't really, for, for South African, for young South African people, that that probably doesn't tie into their life, life experiences. It doesn't inspire them. And so it's not that those poems aren't worth studying. It's not that Shakespeare is not worth studying. It's just that our young people are not really connecting to those poems or finding relevance in them. And so the study of poetry in school just becomes this um, cold academic process, not really something that infuses them with excitement. Uh, what is the status of poetry within the curriculum generally? I mean, besides the Shakespearean element, how does the South African uh, schooling system actually see poetry as part of how we learn language and how we engage? Where is it? Is it kind of focused? Well, so I, I myself am not a, a school teacher, although we do have teachers as part of the pro, pro, program. Um, and so I can't answer that specifically. What I can tell you is that we obviously look at the curriculum and, and I myself look at the poems that are part of the school curriculum. And we do have some, uh, we do have some poetry in the curriculum by, by indigenous poets, by local poets. Um, I think definitely, definitely there is work by Lebuchang Mashile in there. 
but it is part of the English syllabus. It, you know, poetry, poetry is recognized as being important to our educational process. It helps with, you know, so many things like uh, it helps develop abstract thinking. It helps develop our creativity. It helps develop our conceptual thinking. And so it's in the syllabus because it is an important part of our development. And, you know, not just education, it's part of our, it's an important part of our cognitive development. But very often what what I've heard from from teachers who've spoken to me is, you know, our curriculum is very, very, very packed. It's it's very, very full for teachers. Uh, so and and those poems are are, are, are prescribed. So I, my understanding is that there's not a lot of space to bring in, um, you know, a lot of a lot of extra or additional poetry. But certainly, it's an important part of the school curriculum, and it's right there in our matric exam. But it would be so great to see, you know, so a lot of children go in. And what they really, how they handle poetry because it's not exciting for them and because they don't really um, want to interact with the poetry, they really just learn their study guides, they learn the notes their teachers give them because all they're aiming at is getting to that exam, answering questions that they're hopefully expecting and passing. We, you know, what we would like to see is children really getting, getting more from the poetry in the syllabus, you know, regardless of who the poets are, that they can really interact with the syllabus a lot. Yeah, and certainly if you look at poetry in its sort of most uh, exciting form of way, it's, it's kind of portrayed in the media, in, in, in movies and that sort of thing. Mm. The idea maybe is beyond whatever developmental element poetry has is, is within our schooling system, maybe an opportunity to inspire kids. Uh, and, and get them to be more creative and, 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 and sort of change perspectives on the world or, or, or find ways for them to ex- express changed perspectives. That, that for me, the higher order element of poetry yes. is probably where we should be aiming, but, but sort of gets, it, it seems to get got sucked into a more of a technical kind of a frame. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with you. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's possibly an inevitable part of the process at the moment because a lot of, a lot of our young people are only encountering poetry within an academic environment where if they do write poetry, they're writing for marks. And so they're concentrating, as you say, on, on the technical elements of poetry writing. But one of the things that Zap has been doing, um, and, and especially this past year, Pasture is we've been running poetry workshops where we, yeah, we have workshops, just poetry writing workshops. And we've had learners coming to those workshops who go that they, you know, they have never written a poem for pleasure. And at the end of the workshop, they've written one or two poems and they're absolutely amazed, A, that they can actually express themselves poetically because we all have this in us. Um, and they're amazed by the way you know, people think they have nothing to say. We all have things to express. We all have things to say. And as you were just saying now, this thing that poetry gives us a voice, it gives us a way to deal with our emotions. It gives us a way to externalize our feelings and to share those with other people. But, you know, when you have poetry assignment and you're writing for marks and that's all you're focused on, then then maybe that process doesn't flow as freely as it should. So tell us a little bit about what does a workshop look like? If we're going to do a poetry workshop, you know, poetry is again one of those things like people <laughs> can't, if you can't if you can't sing or you can't do certain okay, I also can't do poetry, right? So, right. so bringing these kids, what does it look like when you when you do a workshop like this? All right. So uh, the ones that I've bought, uh, I can I can speak from the ones that I've been involved with uh, this year. We keep them very informal, very dynamic. So what we what we try to impress on on learners as we go in is 
this is not true. It's not true that you're either born a poet or you're not. We all are, in, we, as humans, we all have a phenomenal amount of creativity in us. We all have something we want to share. We all have things to, to speak about. And being a poet doesn't mean that you write like Shakespeare, that you write like, a, you know, I don't know, Stevie Smith. Being a poet means that you find ways to express yourself. So what a poetry workshop would look like is we would, well, the, it's like the ones that I've done this year, we go in and, and, and first of all, we just have kind of some relaxing creative exercises because this is a huge obstacle for a lot of people. This, I am not creative. And when you, when you have just fun activities to just release that creativity, people start realizing, no, we, we, you know, we are all creative. And then we try to give students, um, uh, the learners opportunities to write about things that actually matter to themselves. Um, so maybe, you know, at the beginning of the, the, the year, a lot of our, uh, we'd just come out of another lockdown and COVID was an issue. So maybe they could write about that. Maybe they write about their, you know, a specific experience at school. So, we don't give them, you know, we don't prompt them to write about very abstract things. Um, one of one of our members um, uh, this year actually got got pupils to write down a whole lot of words that that um, describe themselves, and from that to build poetry. Because we need to start taking poetry from you know the outside world. A lot of what our students in encounter is poetry as an external thing about other people's lives so part of those workshops is um and this is what 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 had did this year um uh, and Eunice Perry who were with me bringing bringing those experiences into the life of the students speak about yourself don't write about you know some external thing write about your heartbreak your happiness your whatever and and that's what we do in these workshops and the results are just incredible they're really really incredible we're talking to Jolene Raisin today. She is from the Southern African Poetry Project on 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Schulman. Talking today to Jolene Raisin on 101.9 High FM. She is from the Southern African Poetry Project. Now, Jolene, I want to move away from workshops and engagement for a second mm-hmm. and just talk about publishing. You know, <laughs> yes. uh, publishing is also, again, and poetry is sometimes the, the sort of forgotten stepchild of, of the publishing world. Right. Um, and I'm just kind of interested, what is out there at the moment? Is, is uh, groups like yourselves publishing poets and poetry? What about stuff outside of the English language? Because uh, we do have such a, a diverse language culture in our country. Are, are, we, are we getting that as well? I'm interested, what, is, what does the scene look like at the moment? All right, so we don't we don't publish. Uh, we're, we're not into that. Several of our poets, uh, several of our, of our members are actually published published poets. Um, we have, uh, yeah. Um, so so we have we have poets who you know would publish an anthology that is is all their own work. One of our members I could mention, Philippia de Villiers, is is a very well known South African poet. So she would have actually published anthologies of her own work. But there, you know, you don't have to be publishing anthologies of your own work to be a published poet because there are a lot of journals. I just can't think of any of them um, off, offhand, but yeah. I know I, de- I definitely, definitely, I think uh, Prof. Deirdre Byrne has been published this year. Um, uh, Raphael has been published um, quite a lot. So we, we, 
there are journals that you can be published in. And then, then of course, you know, with, with things like Amazon being out there and uh, Amazon, Amazon KDP, it is possible for people to actually publish their own poetry. So if we have young people in school who are poets and who want to get their work out there, you know, to, to publish on Amazon costs you literally absolutely nothing and they do pay royalties into South African bank accounts now. And for me, that's incredibly exciting because it means, you know, a part of the difficulty with writing poetry is it, it, and getting, you know, we write, yes, we need back from other people, but, you know, sometimes you just want to be writing for the love of it and sharing it. And so, yes, you can go to journals. Yes, we do, we do have a lot of published poets in South Africa who have published anthology, but specifically, I know because we're talking to young people today, you know, for our young people who are out there who are in school, write. I would tell them, write, um, put it up on social media, put, you know, uh, find, you know, research, you just have to Google journals that, that actually take submissions. Submit to journals. Um, it's a great way to get your publish, your poetry published. And if you have enough poems and you want to publish for yourself, you can self-publish on Amazon um, because we, you know, part of, part of writing poetry is actually getting over the fear of sharing that poetry. And it is a big fear and it is something that we all feel. We don't want our work judged. What we put out there is so personal to us. Uh, so especially for our young people, you know, write and get your stuff out there. Now you, you bring up an interesting point about Amazon and social media. Uh, I, I saw the other day um, a group of people that publishes poems exclusively on Instagram posts. It has the kind of the poetry fits mm-hmm. into single Instagram posts. What has been the role of, of technology in affecting how poetry is produced and disseminated? Oh, I think it's just opened up. I think it's opened up so many things. Um, you know, we, we need to remember as well that poetry, uh, although many of us encounter it only in a written form, uh, you know, poetry has oral roots. Uh, we have things like slam poetry, um, we, we, we recently did a conference and somebody was actually sharing, you know, there are slam poetry festivals happening online now, slam poetry competitions happening online. So for a lot of people who don't actually want to write, they now, because of social media, have a very wide uh, group of people to interact with who, who you can actually share, share you know, forms of oral poetry with. And definitely Instagram, uh, massive. I mean, if you go into things like Instagram, TikTok, you'll, you'll actually find hashtags, poets of Instagram, uh, poets of TikTok. You know, and again, in the past, where poetry was a very solitary and isolated thing, I think I spent all my teenage years, you know, so many of them alone in my room writing poetry that nobody was ever going to read. But now, thanks to social media, we not only can you share your work, but you can interact with other people who write. And that is incredibly important. Um, and again, I'd love to emphasize for our young people, um, if you are a writer, if you are a very creative person, you probably experience that feeling of, you know, um, nobody really understands me because I'm, I'm a little different sometimes from the people around me. Well, now you have a community of people who understand, who can share your passion and who can encourage you. So definitely social media, I think, I think absolutely. And, and as I say, and you know, with, with the self, the self publishing option, we now don't have to wait and hope that someone finds our poetry suitable to publish. We can actually publish our own poetry. And, and even on things like Facebook, you know, uh, setting up a poetry page, I have a poetry page on Facebook. It is great. We can get our work out there. We can get feedback from other people. And and we can really um, touch people's lives, which is part of, part of the reason we want to get our work out there. Now, if you are a young person, as you say, or, or to be honest, even an older person, you sometimes... Absolutely. They, they, <laughs> 
we don't, we don't want to discriminate when it comes to poetry. Uh, you know, uh, if, if people, it, it can also be a very uh, intimidating space if you're not an artist or you, you know, your, mm-hmm. your, your interaction. So how would you suggest people start, start learning about South African poetry or start even understanding it? Because that's another element. You know, sometimes you, you'll listen to the poem and you're like, I mean, it sounds very nice, but I have no idea what's going on. So, so how can people be more accessible when it comes to poetry for them, for their kids, for, or just because they want to try and figure out how poetry in South Africa around the world is, is, is moving? Okay. Well, well, South African poets, I mean, again, like Google, Google is your friend. So Google South African poets. And you know, the thing with poetry is what touches me won't necessarily touch you. Um, because there's something about a poem that is, is beyond, uh, you know, that, that lies beyond the technical skill of the poet or, or even what the poem is communicating. There's some kind of moment when it, a poem just touches your soul and you don't know that until, until you read a poem, you know, so there's that aspect of the poem that you read it, it just resonates with you. Um, but there is great benefit actually to finding a poem that resonates with you that that isn't part of a school curriculum that isn't something you have to read and sitting with that poem and reading it again and again and again and looking at the images in that poem looking at the metaphors in that poem um just, just and literally actually what i do is i i would write down um you know, I write in my box. I, I would write down the images that it brings up for me, the things I associate with it, and that richness will grow and grow and grow. So, you know, I, I have poems that I've been going over for the last, you know, 30 years, and they still are blossoming for me. Um, but we have, we, you know, and, and, and then I would say, you know, you were saying, how do you, how do you get started if you're writing? And so, yes, this is not for young people. I know people who have published and for the first time and shared their poetry only in their fifties. Uh, it is not something that is only for younger people. I'm 47. I only started sharing my poetry in my forties. Um, but for me, and I think for most poets I speak to, the biggest thing to get over is the fear of other people seeing our work because we write about things. I always tell people, it really, when, when, when you share your poetry, it's like standing, it's just like standing naked in front of people because people can see right into your soul. So that fear, getting over other people seeing that deeply into you and looking at something that is so precious to you and feeling like maybe they're going to rip it apart, that is such a big hurdle for most of the people I speak to and it was for me. And I would say, find a safe space. If that safe space is not online, find, start a poetry club you know, in your school or amongst your friends and just start sharing your things. You have to start sharing your things in a safe space and you will build up the confidence then to start sharing on, on a bigger platform. Now, Jolene, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, do, you, do, do you have a poem that you could share with us on the radio? Would that work? Oh, I can absolutely. I can call one up. <laughs> I can call one up quickly, uh, and I can read it for you if you can give me ten seconds to call up a poem. Uh, yeah, I'll... sure. If you, if, while yeah, whilst you're doing that, call up a poem. I think it would be an interesting experience for people to to um, understand and, and, and get a sense of uh, how how the process works and and sharing what what do you what do you like to write your poetry about? Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tell people very often, I think I, um, I, I write more poems when I'm sad than when I'm happy because uh, I started writing poetry when I was about 
11 years old or 12 years old, I was encouraged by an English teacher who, uh, who really encouraged me to write and made a massive difference in my life. Um, and uh, so I, I write poetry to deal with my feelings and to process my feelings. And often they're feelings that I can't share with, um, with anyone else. So, um, uh, so yes, I do, I do have one that I can, uh, I can share. All right, fine. Okay. Let's let's do that. Joan <laughs> she is a member of the South African uh, Southern African Poetry Project, and very kindly, uh, because I didn't ask her to do this beforehand, uh, <laughs> is going to be uh, sh- sharing one of her poems with us. Okay, so this is actually what I wrote a few a few months ago. Um, you left a clementine on my bedside table, like like a fallen star or a rising sun. Outside, day peels the star-pitted skin of the night back from the juicy sky. And I imagine a clementine sun, dawn-dripping nectar, and me outside, catching the sweetest drops of sunlight on my tongue. But yours is a secret fruit. I nibble golden marmalade crescents under the sheets, then hide the pips under my bed. In time, maybe they will pop their jackets, sending roots down to the very center of the earth, Feed and grow fat on liquid fire. Look, in that false night under my bed, a field of flowers is blossoming in flame. There we go. (laughs) Jolene, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. And it reminded me actually of some Afrikaans poetry I did at school, which was all about uh, smells and fruit and and that sort of thing. So that was fantastic. Thank you very, very much. That's, That's great. And I'm glad that we had a chance to have you share that. If people want to hear about... The work of the South African Poetry Project, which I should say is 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 pronounced Zap with a Z, even though yes, it's yes. Uh, where can they find out about your work? Maybe they're connected to a school, something like that, and 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 want to have you guys engage with how they're doing poetry. Where can where can you find out? Where can people find out about it? Uh, we, well, we're in the process of setting our website up at the moment, so it's not up at the moment, but it will it will be going soon. Um, so they will be able to find out about it there. Uh, also, if they do search, they'll see um. Uh, articles coming up because a big part of what we do is to do research and write. So we have a lot of articles that our members have written, uh, research articles on on what we've discovered and, and what's been happening in the project. So if people actually Google South African Poetry Project Zap, they will find work written by uh, so many, so many of our members. Uh, and yes, please, uh, and you know, even if you can't get hold of us, uh, you know, it's, do. Get poetry clubs going in schools. Um, it is it is so vitally, vitally important um, for for our kids, for everyone, but really especially for our kids. Yeah, and I see that uh, some ZAP members have recently uh, written about the the experience of of kids uh, and and doing poetry in uh, a journal called Imbiza, which is the journal for African writing, uh, and and there's a whole um, there's a whole article there on on some of the stuff that we've been. Uh, discussing. Uh, Jolene, thank you so much for joining us on the show today to explain to us about poetry, to share some of your own poetry with us and uh, keep up the good work and we hope to see more of of your work coming out uh, that we can enjoy. Thank you and thank you very much for having us uh, and, and the project on your show and have, a, have an absolutely fantastic year. Fantastic.